Vision Sunday is the opportunity for us to stop and say, God, show us where you're leading us. What I love about Vision Sunday, it's the prophetic and the strategic coming together. It's, a, it's coming out of a time of fasting and praying and towards the end of last year where we as an eldership said, God, start speaking to us about the new year ahead and prophetically tuning in to what he's saying. And then throughout the past few weeks to put some strategy to that. And that's how God advances his kingdom. It's through those two together. So I love Vision Sunday where these two worlds collide and we can tune in and say, God, speak to us as a house in a fresh way. Now, out of that prayer, I think it's important to pause for a minute and speak about our corporate vision as an every nation church, because we are part of a family of churches around the world, and our mission statement, and it'll be up on the screen, as a family of churches around the world, is we're saying we exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, socially responsible, and spirit-empowered churches in every nation and every campus around the world. That's what we do corporately. So we as a house ascribe to that vision in the biggest scheme of things and say that's who we as every nation of the West is. It's our desire to, to establish a house that is Christ-centered, empowered by the work of the Holy Spirit, socially responsible, and from here send you guys into the world to go and plant more churches and campus ministries. Now you might say for a minute, whoa, Pierre, that's bold. It's not that bold. When I study the word of God, that's what we are all called to do, to go into the world and make disciples. So that's our, our bedrock. That's the bottom line of who we are as a, as a house. I want to say this, that in this house, we will always make disciples. We're a disciple-making house. We will never stop doing that. We want to walk with you and journey with you to make sure that you grow in stature and into the full maturity that Christ has for you. We will always go to the nations. There will never be a pause button on that. We will always say, God, how can we reach the nations of the world? We will always minister to the poor. It's one of the reasons that Eliana and myself walked into this, this building 2006 and God added us to this house is because of the heart for the poor. We as the church are called to bring about the change that so many people in our nation are desperate for and to be the voice of hope. We will always partner with campus ministry. Unfortunately, there's, there's not a big campus around. We do have Boylan campus across the road in Strand, but we will always make sure that as a house, we are part of campus ministry around the world and invest in that and partner with them. And then we will always be involved in church planting. There's some exciting things on the horizon for us as a house, uh, as an eldership and, and under the leadership of Anthony and Philippa, who's had this heart for a long time, we are looking at planting a church in the Eastern Cape together with Timberlicha and what they've already established there. And that would be a Boerland initiative and saying, who can we send from the Boerland to go and extend the work of God in the Eastern Cape where there's such need? So that's what we will always do. But the beauty of vision is that within the perimeters of who we are as a corporate body, there's a little bit of space for us to say, God, what are you saying to us in our context? What does vision look like in Somerset West? How do we speak to the people in our care? What I love about this family is that we are united around the same vision, but we are autonomous churches. We get to say, God, you know what? Our context is different than Manila, or it's different than Pretoria, or it's different than Brazil. What do you say to us as a house? And this vision of this church has always been from the start to love God, love people, and reach the world. And that will always be what we will keep ahead of us. 
even though we do every year say, God, what is it that's fresh and new that you want to share with us? A quick overview, and I love the, the imagery that, that Frank used in 2014. He said, get on board. He was saying, you know what? There's a plane, this church, that's going to go to the nations, and it's filled with discipleship. So in the year 2014, we made sure that everyone understands who we are and where we're going. And what I love about the imagery of the plane and vision is that you get various airlines. An airplane is the same thing, but your experience with Emirates is much different than your experience with British Airways. Your experience with SAA is much different than your experience with Mango. Right? It's very similar, maybe. Your experience with Cafe Pacific is very different than your experience with Air Kenya, I would guess. Not that I flew either of those before. But that's the beauty of being part of a family. We are a plane as a movement, heading to where God has called us to, but the experience inside that plane can differ. And therefore, we as a leadership pray about this every year and say, God, what are you leading us into this year so that the experience of us on board to where you're taking us makes sense? And in 2014, we talked about that and made sure that we understand where we are going. 2015, the vision that God gave us was out of Psalm 90. Two things, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And then also, may the favor of the Lord rest upon us and establish the work of our hands. This was the 11th year that Frank and Kate left this house since they planted it together with Ricky and Michelle. And this was the year that God established the work of their hands and said, well done, now hand it over to the next generation. And it's amazing when you see this, because this was the word in the beginning of the year and then a fulfillment later. And that's what Vision Sunday does. We've got, we've got it at the beginning of the year. And then when we look back, we say, whoa, God, you did it. That prophetic inclination together with our strategy has brought the fruits that you want to this house. And last year, our vision was? Oh, let's try that again. Last year, our vision was? Wow, I've got to get you awake. When I look across this room and the conversations I'm having with people, I stand back in awe that God has done that for us. We said, God, we want to expand our tent. We want to add, and it's not just in numbers. We want to add in space for you. We want to add in our expression as a church. We built together with the world last year, with the world conference, something that is still till today being experienced around the world and we're still getting the messages of what God is doing out of that time together. I took a moment this morning to take a screenshot of the sermon series we did last year. And I looked at that and I'm like, yes, God, we actually did build together well. If you didn't listen to all of those sermons, go online, click on it and make sure you listen to it. I'm just joking. But that was our vision for last year. Say, God, take this house, stretch our pens, come and do in this what you want. We want to make room for you to move. And we want to make sure that everyone in this house has a living stone being built up into the house of God. That the burnt stones would come and you would cleanse them and that those who are broken would be tucked into families so we can be a strong house for the Lord. So that's just looking back over vision. And it's amazing and humbling on a day like this to say, you know what, God, these past three years have been incredible. And we've seen your faithful hand. And brings me to what God is saying to us. And Ricky has already almost, almost let the cat out of the bag. But the word that God gave to us in October last year for the next season is the word devotion. Now, just to clarify, devotion isn't 
a 365-day book on, on your counter next to your bed that you open up in the morning and quickly read to make sure that you're feeling all right. That word devotion has got incredible depths in it. And you, you'll see today when we study the word together and the bottom line of what God is saying to us as a house is, will you devote yourself fully to everything that I have for you? Will you come to a place where I am number one? Will you come to a place where your devotion to me beats anything else? Will you bow down your knees in prayer like never before? Will you eat my word? I love the, the, the imagery that Kareen used this morning. Will you eat my word like never before? Will you walk with brothers and sisters in fellowship like never before? And will we be a house that is devoted in our worship of Christ? every single day of our lives. I love that little design. It's not actually a little design. Every element on that design was hand-drawn by Richard. Uh, Richard, are you here? Let's give him a hand for his hard work, even in his absence. <laughs> the middle part with all the little lines speak about a maze. Not a maze, a maze. And that in the end, the best road for us as Christians to take is the one of devotion. Because out of that stems everything else. We see it in Jesus' life. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. I'm devoted to my Father. And I only do that. It's one of the things that we as elders discussed. This year, we're not going to say yes to everything. We will only do what the Father says to us we ought to do. And devote ourselves to that completely. The two phrases of devotion that we're going to experience and talk about this year is deep devotion and dynamic demonstration. So keep that in mind in the back of your heads and turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, the famous piece of scripture about the first church. And we're going to read that together and in there find our text for this year. So you turn your Bibles, I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to, going to look at what God is saying. Father, we thank you for taking a moment today to look back at what you've done, Lord, but equally with much anticipation, excitement, look ahead of what you're still to do with us as a house and in this community in our lives, Lord. And we pray at the start of this year with this word that we will devote ourselves to you like never before and that you'll speak to us personally first about what our devotion looks like and then corporately, Lord, what we should do in our lives of devotion to you. I pray, Lord, as we open your word, Holy Spirit, that you will empower us to understand it, to see it like never before, and give us the strength and the comfort to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. It'll be up on the screen. I'm going to read Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And they devoted, there it is, the word for the year, themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. That's what Ricky shared this morning. And day by day, not, and Sunday by Sunday, note that, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number 
day by day, those who were being saved. The bedrock of the first church was a lifestyle of devotion. That's all they knew. They didn't have all the series. They didn't have all the Insta quotes. They didn't have the scripture image on Bible apps. They just knew one thing, and that was to fully devote themselves to this Jesus, God who became man and sacrificed himself so that we can live. And that's all they knew. And out of that deep devotion that they had for him, God brought dynamic demonstration of what his church can be. And it made me stop and say, God, have we come to a place where we've lost that, where we, the word devotion has been diminished to a three-minute reading in the morning or when we go and pray once a month on a Thursday night. The word that God has for us this year is this, is when we see God through deep devotion, He will build His church through dynamic demonstration. That is His doing. All we have to do is say, God, we devote ourselves to you afresh and in a new, in a new way. I love how the scripture says it. It says, they devoted themselves. No one forced them to do this. No one said, you know what? I think you ought to go back to church for a little while. Might be a good idea for you to, to go and, and, and have a look. There was no guilt trip. There was no nothing. They wanted to do this. They were saying, yes, this message of Jesus is amazing. And this man, the word of God that became man, so beautiful that I'm going to lose my life and I'm going to find it in him again. They made that decision inward and that's the question to us this morning. Will we devote ourselves or will we wait for a phone call from a friend or a leader to say, hey, how's it going? Will we devote ourselves and get up early enough with all the kids to make it to church on time on a Sunday morning? Tongue in cheek. Will we devote ourselves to actually come on Thursday night and pray together? Will we devote ourselves to actually get up in the morning and before we pick up our phone to create another Insta quote or to see what other leader is saying out there, we look to one leader, Jesus Christ, and say, God, what are you saying to me? That is what devotion is all about. It's centered around Jesus Christ and his lordship in our lives. The question I want to ask you this morning, are you ready to devote yourself in a fresh and a new way to God? Because when I study this, I see a beautiful picture of what church could be, and they did one thing, they did devotion. I actually want to say this, I don't think they cared that much about the demonstration. They just said, Jesus, you are beautiful. If I look at the revivals of past and history, it was always out of a place where the church bent their knee and said, God, we just care about you and how much we love you. And then he comes and he brings a demonstration of power and life and new things. And the question I think to the church today is where is our focus? Have we shifted our focus to all the things that we could be? Because if we have, then we're missing the point. God wants us to remove our focus back to the simplicity to simply be with Jesus. Then if you guys see the thread of how we set up this year to talk about this. And there's an illustration I want to show to you this morning. Talking about the demonstration and the devotion. And I'm going to start at the demonstration part. And the reason is that sometimes we make this the focus as a church. We want to cause vision to happen and say, God, help us to create, create a grand vision that people would say, you know what, yes. And, and the, the first part of demonstration that we read about is signs and wonders. 
They devoted themselves to four things, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. And then it says, fear came upon every soul, and then it says four things happened. Many signs and wonders were done. Again, they didn't make this the focus. This was the outpouring of God and His work. They just said, Jesus, we love you, and we devote ourselves to you. I'm going to ask Rick to put that on the scale for us. And you'll see what it do the moment that we make that the focus. He's going to move the scale forward. How weighty these things become if we put our attention on that. The Bible says that it's a godless generation who seeks for signs and wonders. Now, I want to say this. Does God want that for us as a house? Yes, absolutely. Do we desire to see the power of God work in our midst? Yes, absolutely. I pray for miracles in this house daily, and I hear about miracles in this house daily. But our focus isn't that. That is God's part of His dynamic demonstration. Our focus is Jesus Christ and our devotion to Him. And then the second part of demonstration that we read about is that they had incredible unity. And how many of us do want to make that our vision as a church? We want to be a united church. Again, not out of works, not out of might. Jesus, we love you. You are everything you are center. And the outflow and the demonstration of that was one of unity. The third thing we see that happened in the New Testament church is that they had generous community. They shared everything they had. They had all things in common. And we could easily make this our vision and say, God, we want to be an authentic community that's very generous to one another. Again, this is good. This is awesome. But that is by the work of His Holy Spirit that He leads us to a place where we become this. And then it brings me to the last one. It says, God added to them, day by day, those who were being saved. Church growth. How many times can we make this our vision? We want to see the church multiply. We want to see the church grow. And again, it's not bad, but it's a matter of focus. Because the promise that we find in this word is that if we focus on Jesus, all these things will actually happen. And God is giving us an opportunity this morning to say, we turn away from making that the focus, we make you the focus, and you're going to take care of that. Eliana shared this this morning, or Brian in pre-service prayer, Ricky read it, that commit your ways to God, devote yourself to God, and He will do the establishing. It's as simple as that. So that is ahead for us as a church. We're going to see this happen. But we're not going to make this the be-all and the end-all. So what do we focus on? And I'm getting to the devotion part of The first thing that we see they devoted themselves to was the Word of God. The apostles' teaching. Day by day, they said, tell us that story of Jesus again. What did He do? He multiplied the fish and the loaves. That's amazing. What what did you guys experience in that moment? They didn't have the written Word like we have today, but they went back to their leaders and said, teach us again about Jesus. Teach us again this gospel. Teach us again this good news. I had a conversation with someone in this church. I'm not going to mention his name. This week he said that he's listened to my sermon of last Sunday three times. I'm thinking, geez, you must be tired of my voice by then because I wouldn't last that long. And he said, you know what, Pierre, every time I listen to it, there's new things that I learn. He's so hungry for this. And last night, being invited to a bachelor's, Saturday night, who wouldn't want to just have a 
nice night out. God showed him an individual, and this morning at one o'clock, he led that individual to Jesus Christ. The word of God, we're going to esteem our highest value this year. And we're going to look into the Bible like never before. And I want you to get to a place where you can't go without reading your Bible every day. It's as simple as that. If you desire this, just start with this. If you desire that demonstration as, as we as a leadership of this house do, it starts with this. So we're going to start with reading the Word of God and understanding it. The second thing they devoted themselves to was the fellowship. And the difference between fellowship and community is fellowship is a shared, a shared life. That means that Frank and I are walking together. Frank has the right at any point, any given time to say, Pierre, what is happening in your life? Why am I concerned about you? The thing about community is community is actually a world thing. I don't know if you guys noticed with the fires around how the community of Somerset West gathered around. But fellowship is more than community. Because the world does community pretty well. There's some places around the world that's got amazing community and Jesus isn't even in the picture. But fellowship is when we open our lives and it's more than a coffee or a bry and we say, you know what, I battle with this. I struggle with this. You know what, I've messed up completely. I've messed up terribly. Come and walk alongside me and share your life with mine. And the question again is, will you devote yourself to brothers and sisters in this house who can walk together with you? Will you devote yourself to a life group that's not just about fun and games, but saying, guys, let's get a little bit real and talk about the areas that we don't want to talk about and have a shared life and admonish one another, the Bible says, onto greater things and to what God has in store for us. So that's community. The third thing they devoted themselves to was worship, the breaking of bread. And what it signifies, whatever, my Afrikaans is, is taking the lead today. What it represents, the breaking of bread, is the centrality of the worship of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, every time you break bread, do this in remembrance of me. So the early church broke their bread daily and said, we're going to worship Jesus for a little while and remember what he's done to us and for us. And day by day, they got together and did this. Now, practically, the landscape of Summers West and the lifestyle we live is totally different, but you could do this in your homes. You don't have to physically break bread and eat, but you can take a moment every day with your family and say, we're going to worship Jesus for five minutes. Oh, yeah, that's a long time. Five minutes is very long. It actually is when you think about it and to make time. But that's what we as a house are going to do. We're going to start having worship nights on Sunday nights four times this year, just a slow start. God has spoken to us about worship and he's leading us into some things with worship this year that I'm not gonna say yet. What I wanna say about worship is that it's an amazing thing to celebrate God through worship, but this has to be partnered with the final element of devotion that we see and that is prayer. These guys knew how to bend their knees and pray. They didn't just celebrate Jesus, they agonized on their knees for the kingdom of God. They had ilta, whatever you call them, calluses on their knees because they were flat on their faces to the ground praying every single day. 
I think we as a church, and I'm saying this generally, have lost the art of deep prayer. What does your prayer life look like? If you want to see signs and wonders, if you want to see unity, if you want to see growth, if you want to see, it starts with this. And will we again get back to that place where we pray like never before? I want our first day prayer meetings to be so full to the brim that we say, guys, let's do this weekly. Because he is worth it. And we are so infatuated with Jesus Christ and what he's done that we would pray like never before. So four things. I want you to see what happens the moment we put prayer into this picture. Isn't that a powerful picture? This whole thing, this whole thing balances. It makes sense. So not, let's not make the weighty things the demonstration that God will bring. He's promised it. Let's make this the weighty matters of this church this year. We say, God, four simple things. We're going to study your word. We're going to have fellowship, not just fun and games. We're going to speak to one another and admonish one another. We're going to worship you like never before with you, Jesus Christ, at the center of it all. And we're going to pray like never before. It's amazing because all of that is out of rest. That's what we've been talking about. He will take care of that. It's not our job to worry about the demonstration part. The other thing that I want to mention, and we'll talk about this over the next few weeks, is that Christ was fully at the center of this church. They had no other center. Everything they considered, everything they did was with Jesus Christ as the center. And that's part of who we are as a house and always will be. We will be Christ-centered. We won't be centered around anything else. And then I love the link between all of this. And this is out of verse 43. They devoted themselves and then something happened. Fear came upon every soul. Pure fear, that's a strong word. It's not that strong. It's in the Bible. And Jesus said he would give us the ability to do everything we have to. Some of the translations has translated it into the word awe. But I mean, I could be in awe of Brian's amazing skill as a worship leader. I can be in awe of the beauty of the mountains. But the original Hebrew word for the word there, fear, is terror and alarm. They were so infatuated and in love with God that they got to a place where they said, God, you are much more than we ever imagined. Forgive us for becoming familiar with you. Forgive us for just calling you Jesus, our buddy. Jesus, our homeboy. Just come to you with anything and, 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 and so casually. That scripture that says, you are God in heaven and we are on earth, so we will let our words be few. That is the link between these two. So when we devote ourselves fully to what God has for us, and we live in this walking and understanding of who he is and the revelation of that, that we will see the demonstration that he has for us. It's devotion and the fear of the Lord that sets the church apart from the world. Corporates can make growth happen. Corporates can fight for unity in their businesses. 
we see community around the world, signs and wonders. Uh, I guess there's things that we've seen in the medical world that is miraculous. The human ability is amazing. We can actually go very And that's the difference between us as the house and this world is saying, God, we devote ourselves to you and we walk in the awe and the fear and the holy respect and the reverence of this God that we serve. On the first day back in the office this year, Ricky and I started talking about what God has placed in our heart for this year. And what happened to, what started out as a, as a quick five minute check-in, what was, was meant to be that turned into a two hour time of devoting ourselves, praying, sitting with the Bible. It was such an amazing experience. We're saying, God, we are here now, speak to us. And God gave me a picture of a funnel. And he said, Pierre, do you wanna go wide or do you wanna go deep? If you think about a funnel, imagine this being a funnel. If I pour a whole lot of water in here and I don't allow time to go deep, I'm gonna start spilling. And the beauty about a funnel is that there's an output. And that's my desire for you, is that you go deep with God so that you can be output into this world and you can go wide for Him and catch the people that He has called you to reach in your world. That's the full picture of church. We come to Christ and we move on from the milk and the, the, the squishy food to the solids and the meat of the kingdom. And we go deep and we say, God, there's more that you have in store for us. And when we are fully developed, the Bible says, in the full maturity of Christ, we can step out and say, God, we aren't just gonna be a community that remain here. We're gonna go into the nations of the world and open our arms wide and be the wide that they need. And we're gonna take them deep. We're gonna take our families deep. We're gonna take our children deep. Don't know if you guys saw this in the news and the picture came to mind this morning during pre-service prayer. That's a sinkhole in the Northern Cape on the road between Kuruman and somewhere else. What's amazing about that is they said that they, they discovered this whole cave system that they never knew existed. And this morning while we prayed, God brought this picture to my mind and he says, put that in front of the people. Tell them would they break open the surface of their hearts so that they can discover the depths that I still have in store for them. So that they can go and see, hey, I didn't know that about God. This is amazing. Hey, I haven't experienced this before. God, I love you so much that I want to eat your word every day because there's life in it and life forevermore. So the question to you this morning, do you want to go wide or do you want to go deep? And it's both. Because when we go deep, we make space to go wide again. It's as simple as this. Daily read the word of God. Walk in true fellowship. Remember and worship Christ. Pray without ceasing. That's our marching orders. That's what the first church did, and that's the only thing they did. And then God came and did incredible things. And what I want us to do this morning is to take a moment devoting ourselves to God. I'm gonna go on my knees here and I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. And I want you to, if you physically can, go onto your knees. Say, God, I devote myself to you in a fresh way and I wanna apply myself to these sim simple things. Maybe you wanna stand and just open up your arms and say, God, here I am. 
devoted to you in a new and in a fresh way. So let's pray together. Jesus, we think about the example of your devotion to your heavenly Father. How you wouldn't go in any day without making time to pray. Lord, I pray that this position that we find ourselves in would be the number one position we as a church are in this year, Lord. That you would stir in us like never before a desire to be on our knees your presence to pray to seek you to speak to you to engage with you to put aside the demands of this world and say Jesus first Lord I pray that we would devote ourselves to your word like never before that we would read it that you would bring the understanding that we need in it I pray Lord that we would find fruitful relationships of fellowship in this house Lord brothers and sisters spiritual moms and dads who can walk us through things and help us and encourage us. Lord, and we pray that we would keep devoting ourselves to you, Jesus, at the center of everything. That our worship would be stirred because of what you've done and not because of what we desire, what, want, what we need. But that you would be remembered every single day of our lives. So Lord, we corporately devote ourselves to you this morning. Lord, we don't just want this to be a moment that passes. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and work a deep work in our lives. Thank you that you take care of the demonstration, that that's up to you, that you will come with the power of your Holy Spirit and move amongst us and upon us so that we can see the signs and wonders that you have in store, so that we can see the unity that we as brothers have to keep so that we would be a generous community to one another, that no one lacks anything. Lord, and that there would be moments where we just stand back in awe of what you've done in our midst, Lord, because you are busy building your church in the way that you desire. So we quiet our hearts, Lord, and this is a simple prayer. Lead us, Lord, in deep devotion of you this year. And the people of God pray and say, Amen.